0: Yes. Awesome. So I chose to do the handheld mic tonight because everybody knows that one that goes around your ear is like of the devil so I didn't want anybody's ears being like jacked up because it was squeaking or anything so hello everybody I am Susan for those of you who do not know me you may have seen me up here making everybody laugh during announcements, but I get to do serious things, and so I will try to be serious and not make you guys laugh too much, maybe a little bit, but not too much. But um, I usually, like, try to tell a little bit about myself, for those of you who don't know me, Um, but I really cannot think of anything that I could tell you that would be that interesting. Um... I stay at home, I have an almost one-year-old daughter, she's turning one on Tuesday, so I'm like, I know, it's so great, Uh, I think I did a picture last time I spoke of her, and she is like legit the cutest baby ever, which I know for some of you moms out there, you have the cutest baby ever, but it's whatever, I have the cutest baby ever, so she's amazing. Um, But I wanted to go ahead and just pray for myself and pray for us before we start, because I need to like focus in on what's going to go on tonight, and so... Let's go ahead and pray. All right, Jesus. So this is it. This is the time that you have asked me to stand in front of these women and to talk about fasting. And so, um, Holy Spirit, like, I need you to be present right now and fill my mouth and allow these women to hear what it is that you have to say, not what I have to say, but what it is that you want them to hear. So, God, as I've been praying this week, like, would you let me say the things that you want me to? Would you stop my mouth for the stuff that I'm not supposed to say? And, God, for these women that are in this room right now, would you help them to have open hands and just hearts that's ready to receive your word, receive whatever it is that you have for them tonight? And so, God, however it is that you lead, would you give them boldness to step into that? Um, And, God, would you just help us to um, just learn a little bit more about your heart for us um, in this spiritual discipline? And so I just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So I know that for all of you in this season of us going through spiritual disciplines, that fasting was, like, the number one you were looking forward to. Like, tonight was the night that you saw in your homework book, and you're like, man, fasting, like, that's going to be the one. That's going to be my jam. This is going to be my spiritual discipline. It's going to be amazing, right? (laughs) Okay, yeah, nobody laughed, so pretty much nobody thought that. Okay, gotcha. Um, Yeah, I picked fasting because... Out of all of them, I thought that this one was going to be the most difficult for me to engage with, and which turned out to be true, but in a really great way. Um, but I wanted to ask everyone in here, though, um, who in here has actually, like, heard about fasting, is kind of familiar with it, generally, idea, raise a hands, like, your general idea of fasting. Okay, so for those of us in here, is there anybody that... I have no idea what fasting is at all, whatsoever. Like, I've never heard about it. Are you brave enough? Maybe? Kind of a couple people? Okay, I saw maybe like one person that was kind of doing a little hip action there, so (laughs) that's good. Um, But for both groups of you, whether you know about it or not, I have a little fun fact for all of you. So, everybody in here fasts all the time. And you know how that is? I'll give you a little hint who goes to sleep at night? Everybody, right? And what is our first meal of the day? Ooh, thank you, Monique. So all of us, every single, every single day, I mean, some of you might not, but every single day when you go to sleep at night, you decide to trade social interaction or TV or food for sleep because that's a good thing, right? You want to go to sleep and you wake up every day. So guess what? We're done with the night. I don't even have to talk about fasting. We all do it, you know? So we're all down on this spiritual discipline. We can all go home. You know, we don't even have to talk about it anymore, so... I hope you all feel good about that, but I'm actually going to keep going though. unfortunately, for some of you, I guess. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to try to make it really clear um, tonight when I'm talking about fasting, because I know it's kind of like a weird thing for some of us, um, and I'm just going to be answering three main questions, and I'm going to keep it super basic. So if you were coming tonight and you wanted something that was like really complicated, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not a super complicated person. I can make things complicated uh, unintentionally, but I'm going to try to be really basic with this and clear. And the three questions are on your handout, um, and it's going to be what is fasting, why should I fast, and how should I fast. And I feel like those are like the main questions that I would be asking about it anyway and that I have asked myself. Um, There's going to be space underneath all of them. There's like one fill in the blank, but I wanted to give you all the um, opportunity to fill in what it is that spoke to you. Um, So feel free as I'm talking to just write things down. I'm not super organized with the, you know, board behind me and writing out things. Um, I usually have to get (laughs) suggestions about that, but tonight I didn't decide to do any of that. So whatever sticks out to you, please write that down. Um, All of the scripture, that I looked at um, when I was studying fasting is on this piece of paper actually. And there's a lot of other references um, to fasting that aren't on here, too, but the main ones that I wanted us to look at are. So I would encourage all of you um, when you go home and you're studying fasting this week and you're practicing it, like look at these scriptures and really dig into them because I'm just barely scratching the surface of what fasting could look like in our lives and just the richness and fullness of it. Um, so I would really love for you guys to take the journey of seeing what God has to say from his word in it. So I would really um, encourage you all to look at that. So what is fasting? So I think for all of us who raised our hands in here and said, okay, like I have a general idea of what fasting is, we all think about it as going without food for like a determined amount of time in order to pray, right? Um, I think most of the time we've heard about fasting, um, it's been about like giving up a meal or going for a week or something like that. So um, we always want to look in the Bible, though, to to see what it has to say. We always put everything under the authority of Scripture. So, um, can anybody in here? You can shout it out. I like being interactive. Um, tell me if they know of anybody or groups of people or situations where people fasted in the Bible. Anybody? Yes, Carter. Yeah. Well. <coughs> yeah. Okay, Jonah, good. Anybody else? Jesus. And who else? Esther, Daniel, okay. Anybody else? Yes. All right, okay. Good job, Taylor. Anybody else have one? Yeah, so, I mean, these are some pretty main people, right, that we've heard of before in the Bible. I mean, I think most of us have heard of Jonah. We've all heard of Jesus, I would hope. (laughs) Um, There's a couple different other people, Um, Queen Esther, King David- um, the Pharisees, those people that we love to hate on in the Bible, um, Jesus, um, and the disciples of John, um, I know for me personally, I always viewed fasting as something that was individual, like you're hiding in a closet somewhere, like not eating, um, you know, praying or something. Um, but as we look in the Bible and see all these, um, different people that had participated in fasting, that it was, some of them were individuals and some of them, it was like a group effort, um, and they came together for a lot of different reasons to fast and, If you want to write these down, you can. You're more than welcome to. Um, A lot of the reasons of uh, why they fasted were um, they were participating in mourning, like they were mourning something that they had lost or um, they were mourning uh, something that was to come. Um, They were seeking for wisdom in their life. Um, They were going through a time of repentance where they were seeking um, restoration for something. Um, They were seeking the health and healing of somebody in their life. They were preparing for ministry or for a task ahead. And they were um, looking for God's movement in their life or rescue from something. And I made sure to uh, mention the references, and those are the ones that are at the very bottom under what is fasting down there, like the Nehemiah ones. Um, These are all going with with all of those. So um, traditionally, Uh, fasting did involve prayer, um, but we can actually incorporate the other um, spiritual disciplines in with fasting, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later um, when we go um, under how to fast, Um, but um, so if you're trying to like wrap your head around fasting, um, I wanted to kind of, I don't know, condense it in just like a small, easy, simple phrase to remember, and this might be, I don't know, it has the um, potential to be confusing, but for me, it made it very clear, so I want you to remember this one simple statement, and this is the one that's going to be the fill in the blank on your sheet. Um, but fasting is replacing or taking what is good and replacing it for what is best. So we are taking what is good and replacing it with what is best. And I'm going to kind of go over what the what is best part in under why we are fasting, but I just want you to remember that phrase as we are going through and taking this journey on fasting tonight, um, because it's going to make a lot more sense as we go along. So now that we've kind of, like, looked at, you know, what fasting is, kind of what it entails, um, we saw that people in the Bible did it because they were mourning or, you know, they were seeking healing and things. Like, what is our motivation? Like, why should we ourselves step into fasting? Like, should we do it the same as them? Should we do it differently? Um, What's the reason why we should do it? Um, And I think for me personally, I don't know if any of y'all are like this, but... When I look at reasons behind why I want to do something, I also like to look at the reasons why I shouldn't do it. (laughs) I like to be like one of those opposite people. I think it helps me um, figure things out in my head. And I wanted to be clear too, because sometimes it's really easy for the enemy to take motivations and twist them. Um, And so we want to make sure that we focus on truth, and um, especially for the reasons about why we fast, I want us to be like very clear on why we do it. Um, And I think for us to be able to do that, we have to look about why we wouldn't do it and what it doesn't look like. And first and foremost, we do not engage (laughs) in fasting because it is, like, some spiritual excuse for us to not eat. Um, It is not, like, the new Christian Weight Watchers or, like, something like that where, um, you know, it's like, oh, hey, I've got an excuse, like, not to eat food because of whatever, Um, that is not what we're doing. And I feel like John Chris would have, like, a video on that or something on Instagram, don't you think, where he would be, like, making some kind of advertisement about fasting being, like, the new Weight Watchers. If he hasn't done that yet, I'm going to, like, tweet him or something and tell him he needs to do it um, because I think it would be amazing. Um, But also, it shouldn't be to earn God's favor. As we've been talking about these different spiritual disciplines, remember, the whole premise of all of them has been to be with Jesus and be like Jesus, Um, God is not going to love us any more or any less because we participate in any of these spiritual disciplines. He's not going to love us any more or any less if we fast or not. Like, God is going to love us the same. So we can't earn his favor by participating in fasting. And I know sometimes it's very tempting to think that, that if we participate in this thing where it's super intense and we're seeking God in it, that somehow he looks on us more favorably. But that is not true. Um, And I would hate for you all to think that um, you wanted to engage in it because you needed to earn God's favor. God already loves you so incredibly much, um, and there's nothing that you can do that can change that. So that's a little bit of an encouragement. Um, and it's also not to show off or get attention. Um, this is not one of those things that we're going to throw up on Instagram like, y'all, I'm so hungry because I've been fasting for like the last 10 days, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's okay, you know, if we're in a corporate fast with somebody or if we're fasting for ourselves, like, we can talk about it. We don't have to hide in a closet somewhere. Um, But if we're looking to do it just to show off and show off how holy we are, like, that's not the motivation behind why we want to do anything. Like, in the Bible, there's a reference um, in Matthew, and I think I have it in there, where the Pharisees were the ones going around, and they were disfiguring their faces and making themselves look really sad so people could see how holy they were while they were fasting. And Jesus was like, no, like, it's not about that. Like, your reward is your father seeing, you know, you seeking after him. So, And the last one um, I think is the most important for us to think about, too, and it kind of goes along with earning God's favor. Um, And this one is super tricky, and I think this is the one that um, I get sucked into a lot, is that um, we shouldn't fast because it is not some kind of magical method that's going to get God to do what we want him to. Um, And and that's really hard sometimes because I think we all want to have our prayers answered. We all want to see God move in the way that we want to see him move. And it is really tempting to think that um, as I'm seeking God, you know, as I'm looking to him for healing or restoration or whatever it is, that somehow there is a magical formula of A plus B equals God answering my prayer exactly how I want it to. Um, and God wants to move in our lives. God wants to answer our prayers. Um, but I, I hope you guys wouldn't think that fasting is something that's magically going to get us what we want. Um, And I don't want to say all those things to discourage you all. I just want to make sure that we're super clear on what fasting isn't. You know, so as we engage in knowing what it is, um, you know, we're not tempted to think that it's something that it's not. Um, And that's helpful for me. I don't know if that's going to be helpful for any of y'all, but I wanted to mention it just in case it was. Um, So remember that we defined fasting as replacing, like taking what is good and replacing it for what is best. So now we're going to talk about What is the what is best? Like, why are we fasting? Um, When I was praying through this talk and I was saying, okay, God, like, what is it that you want to say to these women? What is it that you want to talk to me about fasting? Like, what is it that you want? What is it you want to teach me? He led me to a passage in Matthew, and this might be kind of weird for you, but it is Matthew 6, 9 through 10, and it's in, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, Um, I didn't get to put the scripture on the page, but um, it's in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and his disciples are coming up to him, and they're asking him how they should pray. And I think we talked about this a little bit um, when we were talking about prayer and spiritual disciplines a couple uh, weeks ago. Um, But the first two lines of that prayer, I believe, is God's heart for why he was telling me and for us, um, our motivation to fast. And so... Um, if you all know the Lord's Prayer, you should know what the first two lines are. It says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So <laughs> I think that it is kind of weird um, thinking about uh, the Lord's Prayer, the beginning of the Lord's Prayer being part of fasting. And I was really confused, too. I was like, okay, God, <laughs> this doesn't really make sense, and I don't know how I'm supposed to tell people about this because this is kind of weird. Um, But as I started meditating on it um, and asking him why he had led me here, um, it started to kind of make more sense um, because the heart of fasting as we participate in it is that we desire Jesus. Like, we just want him. Like, we desire his will, his kingdom above ours. Like, his will above our will. Like, when we fast, like, we pray that our hearts would align with his. Like, there's many reasons why... We can approach God, um, when we fast, um, but ultimately, like, he wants to make, like, his desires our desires, and we're certainly going to engage in fasting, and there's a lot of reasons, um, why we would fast, like, we would want to see lives change, like, we want to see people healed, we want to see brokenness restored, um, but even more than that, we're going to choose to fast because it's out of a need for him, um, like, he was telling me as I was seeking him out in this whole fasting thing of, like, why is it that you want me to fast? It's because he's like, I want you to want me more than anything else, more than the thing that you're fasting from, more than the thing that you're praying from, more than the thing that you're meditating on. Like, I want you to want me more than anything. I I want you to need me, and he also showed me, too, that it's not like a neediness out of a lack of God. Um, It's out of a fullness of who he is, so when you think about having a relationship with Jesus and the experiences that he allows you to go through in life and how when you've experienced his love and his grace and his mercy, like how that fills you up and just gives you reassurance of who he is, you want to go back for more, right? Like when he's reassuring you of how he loves you and he's reassuring you of how powerful he is, that motivates you for the next time when it's like, okay, like I need him. Like I need more of that in my life. And so that is why we fast. We don't fast because we don't know where he is, but we're fat in our lives because we know what it feels like to have him in there. Um, when you've tasted and seen the goodness and the love and the mercy of God, like, you can't help but desire more of that. And, and who doesn't want that? Um, Jesus even himself um, demonstrated that um, the importance of seeking God's kingdom and will when he fasted the 40 days and 40 nights before starting his ministry. And I mean, that's, that's pretty extreme. I can't even imagine doing 40 days and 40 nights without food. I mean, that doesn't even seem like it's possible at all whatsoever. Um, But out of the fullness of that relationship with his father, like out of that fullness, he was able to resist the temptation of the devil when it came up um, during the last part of his fast, because he was seeking to put his father's will above his own human needs. And so it's the same thing for us, like when we're engaging in fasting, whatever it's for, whether we're seeking healing or whether we're seeking God's movement or whatever it could look like, um, above and beyond all of that, we're seeking that God's kingdom and God's will would come here on earth and that it would happen in us first, like that our hearts would align with his, that like his desires would be ours. And And that was the thing that he, like, kept reiterating over and over again to me. He's like, I want you to want me more than anything else. And fasting is the, like, avenue for us to step into that. Like, it creates a space for us to be able to do that more deeply. Um, So the next part is going to be either the best part for you, because you're super practical and you love practical things, Or it's going to be the worst part because you're like, I love food (laughs) and life and Instagram and all the other things in life. So this could be either really good for you or this could be really terrible. I think it's going to be amazing overall just because I'm saying it is, and we're just going to go with that. Um, So the questions we're asking right now is, how do I fast and what does that look like? Do I have to skip a meal? Do I have to starve myself? Do I have to hide in a closet and pray alone? and hide from people? Does it have to be for a week? Like, does it have to be social media? Like, what does this look like? Um, and this is the place in the how-tos where we can lean towards legalism if we're not careful, um, where we want to make some kind of formula to do everything the right way. And that's the way I am. I love doing everything the right way. Um, and if there's a right way to do things, I want to be able to do it. Um, but fortunately, and the awesome part is is that we serve a God who is giving us so much freedom to be able to step in to what it is that he's leading us into, and um, Crystal last week talked about God being an individual God, right, like how he speaks to us, like, in different ways, like, he could say something to Ruby that is different than what he would be saying to me, and it's the same thing with these spiritual disciplines, like, overall, it's things that we get to engage in corporately, but individually, God is going to be leading us, Um, so it could look different for you than what it's going to look for me, but... Um, We don't all have to fast the same. Like, a relationship with God is not cookie cutter, which is so great. Like, God is going to show us exactly how he wants us to step into this. But I'm going to go ahead and give you, like, some ideas. So when you fast, it can be food. Um, It could be a meal, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, It could be things like soda or meat or sex or technology, social media, um, makeup, types of music um, or even like hot water. And I know some of those sound like really odd, but I was just thinking about um, places where we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy or things that aren't necessarily necessary in our lives or things that if we took time out it would create space. Um, And I wanted to be very clear about a couple of things as well as I mentioned those things. Um, And I think there's three major things I wanted to mention. First of all, when I talk about Fasting from food, Um, when you choose to fast from food, if you are somebody in here that struggles with or has recently struggled with any type of eating disorder, um, for you, when you think about when you're replacing, taking what's good and replacing it with what is best, what is best for you is to eat. Um, What is best for you is to eat and to fast from something different. Um, God is not going to ask you to do something that goes against what he wants for your life um and if you're struggling with an eating disorder what i can tell you without a doubt that what he wants for you is for you to be healthy um and so you can fast and you can participate in fasting in a different avenue than that um second of all um when i talk about fasting from sex for those of us who are married in here this is not an excuse for you not to have sex with your husband and that might be awkward for some of you guys in here but i'm being serious when i'm talking about fasting from sex and it talks about this in the bible too um this is a mutual decision So this is something that you come up with, you and your husband, and you don't do it forever, and it's a very short amount of time usually, and then you come back together afterwards, and it's for prayers for you guys to come together as a couple and engage and seek God in it. Um, And the third thing is, too, for those of you who are still sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, like, I really do not want to do this because it sounds horrible and it sounds like torture. Well, you know what? (laughs) It is not going to be torture because fasting is not about... Finding the thing that makes you most miserable and torturing yourself with it by not by going without of it. Um, God is not sitting around saying, you know what? I want to torture my kids by letting them fast. You know, um, it's not about that. We're not like monks back in the olden days, you know, who like whipped their backs, you know, because they thought it made them more holy because they were like punishing themselves for their sins. I don't know if you've ever seen that in the old school movies, but they used to do that. I don't know, it was weird. But we're not like that. It's not. We're trying to torture ourselves to make ourselves better. It's not, like, a legalistic thing where we can earn favor with God. Like, God's not asking us to do that. But I would encourage you, though, I would take a good look at your life and look at those things that um, if you went without them in your day, that would make it, those things that would make a difference if you went without them. Um, and I know I had mentioned a couple of things, specific things earlier. Um, like, for me, I have to choose um, meals because food is like life for me. Um, It is life. So um, when I fast um, from food, um, I'm making sure that I'm taking an inventory of my life and making sure that eating isn't something that I'm putting on the throne in front of God. Um, And that could be an avenue that you think about when you're looking at what should I fast from. Um, This is going to be great because um, this is one of those um, spiritual disciplines that incorporates all the rest of them as well. So when you're fasting, it could be Um, that you're praying through it. Because, I mean, that's like the traditional thing that we think about. And when I fast, I've been praying through it. But I've done some different things as well, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But you can do other things like meditate or read scripture or listen to worship music. I mean, the freedom is yours to participate in. So whatever you're fasting from, whatever you've decided, you can use that time that you would be eating or looking at social media or, you know, using hot water or... Putting on your makeup, and that is the time that you can use to engage in these other spiritual disciplines. And I think it's really great because fasting creates a space for us and creates a space for the Holy Spirit to move in deep ways that maybe we didn't know were possible. Um, I know a lot of us in here have talked about how we have a hard time carving out space in our lives for God to move and to spend time with God. And fasting is one of those things that, like, this could be a really good thing to use for us to be able to engage God in ways that are deeper and more intimate than we ever thought that were possible. Um, So for me personally, um, the journey with fasting has been interesting. Um, I definitely chose it because um, I, I don't know, I I didn't really have like a a super great understanding of it. Um, I had done it in the past, but um, it was kind of one of those things where I'd had limited understanding of it when I did it, and so I was really interested in digging in a little bit more. And so for me, practically, I just wanted to tell you all what, like, I did, and this could give you some ideas maybe, but this is just for me and how God has led me. So um, I had to schedule it out in my day, in my week, where I'm fasting, like, these two specific times during my week, and it's just a meal because I'm still breastfeeding my uh, daughter, which might be TMI for some of you, but... um, so because of that, I, I don't want to go a whole day. Um, so I took one meal out of um, two days out of my week, and that's when I fast. And I scheduled it out of my time, too, because I have to be intentional with it. Otherwise, I won't do it. Um, and for me, that's the way I had to do it. For some of you, you can have the freedom to be spontaneous, and I still feel like I have freedom to be spontaneous in fasting, where God asked me, you know, hey, like, uh, you know, don't look at social media for the rest of the day. And the times that you would do that, like, engage me in it or, you know, different things like that. But um, for me specifically, I had to schedule it in my time because if I didn't, there, um, <laughs> my natural heart inclination was not going to be that I wanted to engage in it. Um, and it was hard for me, like, when I first started thinking about fasting because I had never thought about it as something that I would equate with, like, prayer or Bible reading, like, well, yeah, everybody should pray, like, and everybody should read their Bible, but I never really thought about everybody, like, fasting, too, because it just didn't seem like it was as important. But, you know, as God has taken me on this journey, like, he really has shown me his heart of, like, him wanting me to seek him and go deeper with him, which has been really, really cool to see, like, in this last couple of weeks as I've engaged him in it, like, he really has been changing my heart and allowing him to renew my mind in ways that I didn't think were possible so how I think about things is changing and um, how I'm seeking him first in a lot of different things has been really, really cool. And I think it's because that as I engaged in fasting and said yes to him in it, um, it created space for us to draw closer together, which has been really, really neat. And I was talking to my husband um, maybe about two or three days ago, um, and we were talking about fasting and um like our spiritual journeys in it. And he reminded me actually of a couple situations um, from us recently where we engaged in fasting together, and I wanted to share those with you just as an encouragement. Um, so about six years ago, before I moved to Lynchburg, um, my husband and I were dating. He was living here, and I was living in Georgia. And um, he had just started engaging a young man and, and pursuing him, and he this young man didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And he had told me about him. So we had started praying together that God would move him into a relationship with God. Well, um, Chris was able to bring him and another kid that he was mentoring down to the place where I was working and visit. And um, Chris and I talked about uh, things that we wanted to pray for this young man and how we wanted to see him come into a relationship with God. And God led us to fast the week that they were visiting for him, that he would come into a relationship with him. And we chose to go without food and you guys are going to laugh, but it's okay. I'm just being completely transparent. But we fasted from food and we fasted from kissing each other. <laughs> I know you guys can go ahead and laugh. But, um, but we wanted to take things that were like important in our lives, which at the time that was very important and still is. Um, but we wanted to take things that were important, you know, and make sure that and be very serious about pursuing God for this young man to see him come into a relationship with him. And it was really neat because God didn't answer right away. It wasn't like us fasting somehow magically propelled him into a relationship with God. But we did get to see later on how this young man did step into a relationship with him. And now he's serving here at Blue Ridge. And, I mean, he's done, I mean, it's been amazing to see how God has transformed him. And it was cool to think that God used us fasting in Georgia, you know, six years ago to be just a tiny part of this young man's spiritual journey. Like, how amazing is that? And, um... Something too just recently, um, my um, my husband's granny was sick, and she just passed away in January. And we were wondering and questioning about her relationship with Jesus. And we had prayed for her, and we decided that we were going to fast before she had passed, and um, ask God um, that we would have some kind of confirmation about whether she had a relationship with God or not. And we were able to have some conversations with her, but when she passed away. We had no idea whether she had actually stepped into a relationship with him or not. And the cool thing was that as we fasted and as we prayed, um, even even though we're not sure of whether God moved in the way that we had prayed for and sought after, we were changed in the process. We were able to see and seek God's will and his kingdom coming to earth because as we sought him in moving in granny's life, um, it changed us to be more proactive about the people in our lives that didn't know Jesus and making sure that, like, okay, we need to have conversations with them. We need to go out and, and be proactive about talking about this truth that we know. Um, so we were changed in it. Like, God's will was being done in Granny's life, and he was it was being done in our life. And it was really cool to see how, as we took something that was good in our lives and we replaced it with what was best, which was seeking God's will, how we were changed in the process of it. And that's what I want for all of us in here, that we would look at fasting as not something that we have to do, not as something that we dread, not as something that, you know, is terrible and like, oh, man, I just have to beat myself up and I have to do this thing. But let's really look at it as something that is best for us. Like, and the best thing is that we can go deeper in our relationships with Jesus. And, like, who who doesn't want that? Like, that... It's going to be an amazing journey, and I promise you that as you step into it, it will be hard, but it will be worth it in the end. Um, And I have two questions that I would like for everybody to discuss at the tables, and unfortunately, because my mind is just like who knows where sometimes, I did not tell Crystal to put them on the paper, but if you can write them down, that would be fantastic, because I know everybody, after sitting here for a while, just needs some arm movement, get yourself blood pumping. Um, So question number one is, um, where are the places that you are desperate to see God move in or change in you? Where are the places that you are desperate to see God move in or change in you? And then the second question is, what would it look like for you personally to engage in fasting this week? So I really want us to think about it. I, I really don't want this to be something where um, we just casually are like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But, like, let's, let's talk about what are things in your life that you can move towards. What is this going to look like for you personally? Like, let's think of practical ways. Like, in your life right now, what is this going to look like for you? Let's pray about it at the tables. Let's discuss it and talk about it. I think this is going to be something... That's going to be really, really cool for all of us, and I think God can really use this spiritual discipline in our lives to really, like, I don't know, just change a lot of things, and I'm really excited about it for everybody, so um, let's go ahead and do that for a little bit, like, 12, 12 minutes.